What's up, everybody? Welcome to your weekly installment of the Nuclear Barbarians podcast with me, your nuclear barbarian, Emmett. And today I have a very cool guest, Jennifer. What is up, Jennifer? <laughs> Hi, Emmett. How are you? Thanks for the invite. Yeah, it's great to have you here. So Jennifer is a young nuclear engineer who has been writing some of my favorite things on Twitter about uh, nuclear and nuclear safety. They're very fun, they're very funny. You can follow her, by the way, in the show notes, go do that. And you should check out all of her stuff. And I think the first one that I saw was the one that had images from, of course, my favorite safety test ever, which is when Sandia Labs crashed a phantom jet into uh, <laughs> the walls of a containment dome. That was, that was amazing. So. Before we get into some of the stuff you've done in like public communications for nuclear or whatever, tell me more about you. How did you end up in the nuclear space? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, it's kind of a fun story. It started when I was like, I don't know, between 12 or 14 years old. I, I was reading a book about Dan Brown. It, it is actually a novel. It was called Angels and, Dem and Dem Demons, Angels and mm -hmm. Demons by Dan mm -hmm. Brown. And during that novel, there's a section where it talks about CERN, which is a nuclear research institute in Europe. Mm -hmm. And all the terminology that I saw there was so interesting that I was like, what's nuclear? What's antimatter? What's matter, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was so, so little. And I remember asking my professors or my parents, like, what's this? What's that? And they were like, I don't know. You can look, you can Google it. <laughs> and that's how I started, you know, involving myself in those, in, in, in the nuclear industry, um, um, you know, information and, and all that stuff. And it was so interesting to me. I was, and I was like, this has a technology to save the world, you know, mm. or to improve everything that we can do right now. It, talking about energy, medicine, the environment, you know, so many different things. And yeah, that's how I started, <laughs> you know, doing research. And then later on, as I said, I would love to be a nuclear engineer. Unfortunately, well, I was born and raised in Mexico City, mm -hmm. and I didn't have the opportunity to study that as my bachelor's degree. Mm. So my bachelor's is in sustainable development engineering, which is almost something like that, something related. <laughs> it's getting close. <laughs> but, yeah, kind of. And later on, that gave me the opportunity, you know, to continue my path, my short path mm -hmm. <laughs> on nuclear engineering so far. Yeah, so. that's so awesome. Wow. I mean, my, when I was a kid, my introduction to nuclear energy was The Simpsons, which gave me a yeah. very different... <laughs> uh, the little fishy with three eyes. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. And like the green sludge or whatever. Yeah. So that's sort of amazing. So as you get into nuclear and as it becomes a thing that you want to study, do you end up sort of encountering people that are like nuclear that's bad what are you doing like and how did you yeah. handle that or what were those experiences like no that happens to me so many times and it still happens you know whenever mm -hmm. I meet new people but I remember as I told you I was so little so I used to ask my parents like oh you know what is nuclear energy or what is nuclear technology industry mm -hmm. and they were like no 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 that's dangerous those are bombs and everything explodes so yeah. I'm like what but you know one thing that I've been developing since I was a kid is to ask, and if I'm not comfortable enough with the answer, it's like, I'm going to look for resources for mm. more information, for mm. different opinions, you know? And that's why I learned so many things, positive things, and mm -hmm. so many benefits about the nuclear industry, especially nuclear power, mm -hmm. which is one of the branches that I like the most. 
Yeah. So, but yeah, I still, I still encounter people that says, "Ooh, that's in your so, Ooh, you've been at, at the nuclear power plant. How was it? How was? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Right. They take a step back so they don't get irradiated. <laughs> <laughs> How long was that? Yeah. <laughs> Right, exactly, exactly. They're like, do we need a social distance? Um, <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. No, I mean, I think to me, what's really inspiring about that story is that I think for some of us who've been doing like promoting nuclear and stuff like that, I mean, I've thought about this. One of the things I worry is that young kids will only find the bad information about nuclear out there. And it will like sort of disabuse them of the idea of pursuing it because the world needs so many more nuclear engineers, I think. You know, like way more (laughs) if we're going to get this done. Yeah. So to me, it's really inspiring that like your curiosity as a kid just like totally bulldozed Mm -hmm. (laughs) all of that fear, uncertainty and doubt. Um, yeah, kind of a funny story, as you said, since since I was a kid and oh, actually many people telling me, no, like this is dangerous. You shouldn't be even thinking about that. Just stay mm-hmm. away from me. And I was like, why? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why? Why? Yeah. So now you have made your debut as somebody who's writing very funny, very cool threads on nuclear safety. I mean, your most recent one I loved, which was like, how many bananas can kill you? Uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because that's something that, I mean, I didn't know this when I first started Mm -hmm. getting into nuclear, just how like irradiated the entire world is. It's just totally radioactive, you know? That was such a shock to me as well. I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. do you mean? Am I radioactive? <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. So as as you started to do these things, you know, like posting on Twitter can sometimes be a risky business because you never know who's going to show up. What's Absolutely. Been the, yeah. yeah. What's been the response to some of these threads and what have you learned about talking about nuclear and nuclear safety? It has been pretty positive overall. Mm-hmm. You know, first of all, the reason I started doing this, it's because two main reasons. The first mm-hmm. one, as I told you, when I was little, I was doing research, but most of it was like a lot of technical language. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to say it was difficult, but it was kind of challenging to me because, you mm-hmm. know, I was, a I don't know, student junior high. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. didn't know so many terms back then. And when I wanted to ask people, they were like, either, I don't know, stay away from it or, you know, <laughs> ask, ask the experts, you mm-hmm. know. So, um, yeah, that, that, that was one of the main reasons I started to doing this because I wanted to make like nuclear information more understandable mm-hmm. and funny. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you, you shouldn't be afraid. You shouldn't be scared. Like, yeah, it has, welcoming. It ha- exactly, exactly. And also the second thing was because when I started working on this industry, I realized that there's a huge age gap between mm. the experts and the, and the young people you know the younger generations so we need more people as you said at the beginning we need uh, new people here younger generations getting involved mm-hmm. it doesn't matter whether you want to be an engineer or not you could be study communications or study public relationship it doesn't matter as long as you help us the community to communicate not fake news but the real reasons the real yeah. benefit, the truth you know so well when the terrible recent russian attack started in mm-hmm. chernobyl everyone started to freak out, including my mom. My mom was like, can you see it's going to explode? And I'm like, mom, we've talked about this. 
Um, so yeah, that that was also one of the other reasons why I started doing this because I was like, this cannot continue. At no. least if I can do a little bit to communicate the reasons why this is the way it is and why it isn't, mm -hmm. I'm going to do it. Like I'm going to put that little piece of myself. No, I, I totally agree because it is astounding to me the way in which people can sort of get away with um, lying about, <laughs> about nuclear. Yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I, it, I can't put it any more generously than that because sometimes you read something, some, some people just don't know. You know, yeah, and that's fine because that, that happens. Okay. That happens. Mm -hmm. But then there are other people where I'm like, I, you should know better. <laughs> like, you should absolutely. at least fact check that before that goes out. Yeah. So I think it's really, I think you're right, sort of incumbent on this new crew of people coming into the nuclear space to do the communications job because I think the, you can tell me if I'm wrong about this, but I've been doing a lot of research into the history of nuclear. And one of the things I've realized is that the older generation for all of their achievements in nuclear for which i'm very very grateful one of the things that they weren't the savviest about was communicating mm -hmm. nuclear to the public is yeah. that something that you've you've noticed as well yes probably not that much right now mm -hmm. but for example i've noticed with a couple of plants nuclear power plants that i work on that they used to even call themselves differently instead mm -hmm. of x and y nuclear power plant they used to say like x and y steam generator company you know right, like they yeah. actually needed to change the vocabulary so mm -hmm. people around and the public wouldn't be afraid of the mm -hmm. word nuclear mm -hmm. so i mean yeah that i'm not gonna say it was wrong i'm not gonna say as you said we should be grateful of the development that all the experts have been absolutely. doing all along these years absolutely but <clears throat> this is our time to mm -hmm. help them and to help all the community around us too. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so that's interesting. So you talked about the the work you've done at nuclear power plants. Can you talk about that at all? Probably, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I can uh, walk you through probably my day to day activities. As I told you, I'm still learning. I'm still developing my skills. I mean, I'm surrounded by so many excellent and mm -hmm. smart coworkers and colleagues that I want to be like them one day. <laughs> yeah. But right now I'm I'm on this path when where I'm learning. Uh, right now I'm you can call it probabilistic risk assessment engineer. I work at Westinghouse and and we have like several activities with many different nuclear power plants around the U.S. and also internationally. So it has been such a wonderful experience for me and a lot of learning opportunity there. But you may be asking, what is a probabilistic risk assessment in you. So this, I'm going to sure call it PRA. It is a method to evaluate risk associated with nuclear power plants. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to say here, it's the funny stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I get to learn the funny stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, it is a way to identify many different combinations of events that could result in an undesired event. So mm -hmm. we could also study ways of mitigating those um, risks in order to avoid it, you know, but mm. we eventually need to know what could happen, when could happen, and what is the possibility for it to happen, just to be prepared, you know, mm -hmm. and I think everyone should do that. <laughs> but for nuclear power plants, apparently, it's something that you must have. And I think it's wonderful, because that could also give certain security to the society, to the environment mm -hmm. and the people around us. So that's what I do. <laughs> that is awesome. So what are some of the most challenging things that come up when you're doing this work? I'm going to say 
it could be as i told you since i'm still under the learning wing mm -hmm. there's still so many terms or different technicism that between plants they don't mm -hmm. have like the same language so oh, i'm still yeah like asking a lot like what's this oh that means Mm -hmm. service water for example and in this one it's uh, stationary water or something like that like different mm -hmm. names but as i told you it's it's like a learning everyday learning activity <laughs> that mm -hmm. i have so that's why i still do not consider myself an expert but i love to share whatever i know until now as we've been talked so yeah <laughs> yeah no totally i mean i am far from an expert i don't even have an engineering degree i just like this stuff <laughs> <laughs> and that's wonderful we we don't need a degree as long yeah. as we know the 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 facts the truth and we are interested in it that's perfect yeah yeah i mean so what what do you think like what is your vision for a nuclear future like what are your mm. hopes what are your dreams for nuclear i want to know about that uh, for nuclear industry itself yeah or... industry itself or the technology like what do you think about when you think about the future of nuclear well, you know, I'm a nuclear power lover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the perfect scenario is where every country has the opportunity to at least own one nuclear power plant mm -hmm. that it's able to feed the national grid with nuclear power, you know, with clean energy. Because, you know, climate change, it's a real issue that mm -hmm. everyone shares. It doesn't matter where you live or where mm -hmm. you're from. And that's one of the main things that I think we as a society need to approach. Mm. So let's construct more power plants. Yeah. <laughs> Nuclear power plants. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and how do you like, what do you think are the biggest challenges to getting there? Do you think? <clears throat> that, that's a tough part, I would mm -hmm. think, because to develop a project like that and nuclear power plant, for example, you need public acceptance mm -hmm. because you're going to build it anywhere, you know, like it's going to be places. near people. People are going to have to go there to work. <laughs> you're going to have people around it. And you also need the government, uh, the politicians to support that idea. Mm -hmm. And of course, it is understandable that there are still people who doesn't know the, the real facts and the truth mm -hmm. um, around this technology. Mm. So you need support from several places. I, I wouldn't say the technology because that's already there and it's still under improvement and under development that's a fact if you want to construct a nuclear power plant right now you're going to have a ton of experts helping you on supporting mm -hmm. that project but you need that part mm -hmm. you need the society and you need the the, the politicians mm -hmm. to, to agree with you and although i know we have so many international support not only national but international support and i'm talking about the international atomic energy agency or yep. many other institutes and organizations that support this techno this technology i don't actually think they have the the right to tell people oh you should construct many nuclear power plants you know every every country has their own way of thinking mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so i think that's one of the biggest challenges yeah i think I think that that's true. I think the we're very much still in the like getting society support stage personally. Like, mm -hmm. what have you noticed? I'm sure you've talked to plenty of people who have had big fears about nuclear. Have you convinced any of them otherwise in your personal life? And if so, like, what was it that like worked where they were like, oh, okay, it's cool. I got it. I got it. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, uh, I would give an example. I mean, I, I've had this conversation with so many friends, but the, the one that, you know, marked like a milestone, yeah. <laughs> according to my knowledge and, and my career, was explaining this industry to my mom mm. and my sister. Mm. because they were like for example let mm. me let me go back a little bit as mm. soon as i got graduated i got an opportunity to be an intern at the international atomic energy agency so when i told my mom hey i'm moving to vienna i got this opportunity she was like but you're gonna get radiation and they're like mom yeah i'm gonna get radiation because it's gonna be like a transatlantic i was about to say you're gonna get radiation there. on the flight over there <laughs> yeah but but not in the institution itself they don't even have a nuclear power plant in austria and you're like oh so what do you call this uh, agency again and it's like you know since it has atomic energy agency mm -hmm. like that so yeah it, it i'm not gonna say it took me a while to explain that to my mom but uh, it wasn't easy for her whenever i tried to give her numbers you know like radiation mm -hmm. and microsieverts or something like that mm -hmm. she was like what's that yeah. So it, I'm not going to say it was difficult or challenging because she was pretty open to that idea. Mm -hmm. She knew that was something that I loved. And she was like, I'm going to support you anyway. But I mm -hmm. want to understand what mm -hmm. are you doing? And um, yeah, that she was the first person I needed to not convince, but to know, like to explain what it is and why she shouldn't be scared of the word nuclear or of the word atomic or you know. Right, right. Well, it's amazing how much being like, you know, yeah, I'm going to get experience radioactivity on the flight over there and mm -hmm. when you say something like that people are like wait what you know like <laughs> yeah. there's somebody told me that you know I used to live in Santa Fe New Mexico and somebody who works at the Los Alamos lab told me that the skate park in Santa mm -hmm. Fe it sits on a bed of granite that's shot through with uranium and I think oh, it is the most naturally radioactive place in the U.S. absolutely and I was like, <laughs> and I was like that's so funny because like you'd never think about that but mm -hmm. it's like completely safe there are just kids skateboarding there all of the time you know Absolutely. and when you say like hey like that's the most like naturally radioactive spot in the continental u.s you go <laughs> wait what you know oh like this is just an okay thing to have integrated into your daily life you know exactly exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. or whenever they say oh my god but there's kids in there like yeah. I know. I know. And they're becoming incredibly resistant to cancer right now. <laughs> um, well, in that case, we all are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So let me ask you this. What was the internship experience like at the IAEA? Yeah. Oh, it was, it was amazing. It was incredible. I actually didn't know I, I was going to be able to have that job opportunity as a recent graduate, but it mm -hmm. was incredible. It was amazing. I worked in the, the International Atomic Energy Agency is composed of six different departments. And I was on the one that it's called Technical Cooperation Department, mm -hmm. which is the one in charge of developing and implementing projects using nuclear technologies, mm -hmm. not, not necessarily nuclear power, but nuclear technology itself. And they have an approach as a national, regional, or inter-regional inter goals. Mm. So it was so interesting because I was able to and to interact with the countries that are part of those projects, not only with the agency and, and the diplomats, but also with the countries and the representatives of those countries. So it was incredible to know that the, 
we are not alone. <laughs> there are many other people mm -hmm. interested in these type of projects. And as I told you, not only nuclear power, but what about nuclear medicine or for yeah. the environment? You know, it, it's amazing. It's amazing what they do there. So yeah, I was an intern supporting the Latin America and the Caribbean section of that department. It was it was great. <laughs> That's awesome. What's the what's the most surprising thing that you learned while you were doing that? Or, or the coolest thing, something like that. Like, w w w I'm sure you had plenty of experiences where you're just like, whoa. <laughs> uh, I would say one of my one of my favorite nuclear techniques, and I think I, I did wrote also a tweet about that, mm -hmm. is the STI technique. It's the ster sterile insect technique, mm -hmm. which instead of using pesticides, they irradiate the little eggs of the insects so they can become sterile. Mm. And they release them into the environment so they can they avoid introducing foreign species of that insect oh. or avoid using pesticides. So they irradiate the egg, <clears throat> they become a sterile, sterile. Um, yeah, yeah, both work, both work. No, <laughs> forgive both me. Work. And um, they release it to the environment. The cycle, the natural cycle of their lives continue like peacefully, but they stop reproducing this, themselves so much. So they do not damage the crops, for example. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, that is. Yeah, you know, so it's... cool. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that even existed. Yeah, I mean that's wow, man. We should mm -hmm. be using nuclear for way more stuff. You know, yeah, I said the same. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really really great. So you have this experience at the IAEA, and you must have just gotten such an incredible view of the international nuclear scene. I mean, I only really know, I, you know, if you get into nuclear, you end up talking to people from other countries, like just Absolutely. seems to be the way it goes, you know? And, you know, like I, I have, I used to be a power lifter and like now I do arm wrestling. When you get into arm wrestling, you just end up talking to people from like the Eastern Bloc all the time <laughs> because they love it, yeah. you know? And nuclear <laughs> seems to be a very similar, similar thing. So like, what, what have you learned about sort of the international nuclear scene so far? Like, you know, I'm sure a lot of different countries face different challenges or have different mm -hmm. desires. Like, what did you learn from that experience in terms of that? Absolutely. Something that impressed me the most, and we were just talking about that a couple of minutes back, is that not every country is pro-nuclear power. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're pro-nuclear technologies, like as I told you, medicine or environmental, hydraulic, but not nuclear power. Interesting. And that was a shock to me. Why is that? Public opinion. Uh... Because it could be dangerous, it could explode, radiation, mm -hmm. the typical stuff that we mostly hear, the reason we are fighting against it. Mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, that was one of the things that impressed me the most, that not wow. everyone is pro-nuclear power. Right. Yeah. I mean, especially if it's a country that needs a lot of energy, I guess you just kind of assume like, oh, they're going to like nuclear, but not always yeah. the case. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I was writing an, an article for mm -hmm. the IAEA newsletter and I was asking an opinion of a colleague of mine and she was like, you shouldn't write that everyone needs nuclear power or that's a, that's a benefit. And I was like, what do you mean? Why? Mm -hmm. And she was like, because not everyone it's you know, like in profit. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what do you mean? And she was like, I'm not, for example, I do not believe it's needed. I do not believe it's safe. And I'm like, what? 
Wow. What do you mean? And I was like, oh, okay. You, you are right. I wasn't aware of that. Wow. You know? Wow. Wow. That's very surprising. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what, let me ask you, I'm going to ask you a personal mm -hmm. question now. Like, yeah. What is yeah. it? What is your, your dream for yourself and your career for nuclear? Like, what oh, do you hope goodness. to do? What do I hope to do? Oh, I think that wasn't a personal question. That, that's an exam question, a tough question. I think I would definitely love to keep doing what I'm doing right now, you know, to evaluating risks in nuclear mm -hmm. power plants, probably become an expert on what I do. And, you know, I would love to continue doing what I'm doing right now with Twitter, you know, mm. like reaching nuclear, uh, nuclear, younger generations to this totally. topic and also communicating the benefits. I would love to have more impact. Like not only the, the followers that I have right now, but probably I can continue doing videos or writing books or mm -hmm. going to conferences, approaching the Congress. You never know. Yeah. No, you truly never know. <laughs> yeah. It is. When you put yourself out there, it gets really surprising really? what happens. Yeah. No, I think that's great. I think you'd be fantastic at that. You know, I think that is a great goal to have. Yeah. So... We've done all this. We've talked about uh, risk, risk, probabilistic risk assessments. <laughs> you know, we've talked about convincing people. Before we sign off, do you have anything you want to leave the audience with about what you love about nuclear? What I love about nuclear? Ah, oh, <laughs> I love the fact that you can do so many things with that technology. Mm -hmm. Not only, not only energy, although it's something really important and. Uh, it has to, to do with all of our activities, our daily mm -hmm. activities. We need electricity for, for this call, for this light, for that yeah. light, yeah. our computer, you know, for everything. But it has so many benefits that instead of convincing people, I would love to give them the message of do your research, look for the information you would like mm -hmm. to know. It's okay to be against, it's okay not to know things. That's perfectly fine. I, I'm pretty sure there are many things that I still don't know and I'm still learning. Mm -hmm. with you <laughs> and yeah. with everyone around me but do your research and inform yourself convince mm -hmm. yourself uh about the real stuff the truth approach people it's okay to ask to send messages we now have internet don't be scared of asking there is no dumb question mm -hmm. the only dumb question is the one that you didn't ask mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. ask questions ask i things. love that that is perfect <laughs> that is perfect okay so where can people find you Oh, they can find me on Twitter or on Instagram. I'm at Nuclear Hazelnut. Hazelnut because of my last name in Spanish. That means Avellana Hazelnut. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I am the Nuclear Hazelnut and you can find me on Twitter. Okay, perfect. So everybody, go follow Jennifer. She's great. And we all hope that she becomes one of the prime nuclear communicators out there. So Thank everyone. Stay sharp, stay strong, and stay radiant. We will see you next week.